Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. We're partnering with evangelists right here in the United States who are traveling around the globe and locally, and so part of that is a partnership. And Reverend Jeremy Gall and Jocelyn Gall, we partner with them on a monthly basis, and when you give to missions and you, don't, you, know, you do undesignated missions, we faithfully you know, send them you know, uh, uh, blessings each month in order to support the ministry that they have. And what God also put on my heart is that throughout this year, we're going to bring more and more of those people that we are supporting that you may not know or haven't seen in a while to come and speak here. So don't be surprised if you see some, some faces that maybe you've heard me talk about or maybe you've uh, heard of, but we're going to actually begin to start seeing them here more and more. And Jeremy and Josh are one of them. I know they brought Cohen. Uh, their son is with them. And Eden is leading worship. Eden is leading worship. So I praise God. A talented family, of course. But Every time Jeremy ministers here and they minister as a family, I'm always touched, I'm always blessed. And I told him on the phone, I still remember the story about his brother, who actually was going to come but couldn't come, about being shot at in a war and literally bullets making like right-hand turn angles out of the way going around him because of a supernatural protection that was on his brother's life, and that's because of prayer because of prayer and because of God's protection and blessing over his brother. So I remember stories that you told years ago. So I'm excited to welcome them and give them a hand as they come and share this morning. Thanks, Pastor. I love you, man. <laughs> Amen. Man, I'm honored to be here. Isn't it good to be in church this morning? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. Man, it's good to be here. I just was thinking that, worshiping and being here. It's good to be in church. It's good to be here. Thank God. And uh, let me just open in prayer. Father, we thank you for today, and we, we uh, are so grateful for this opportunity to be together, to be here, Lord. Father, we thank you for your protection. We thank you, Father, that you are moving in this country. And Father, this is a day of prayer, as the president declared. We know that people are praying, and, and people are praying about this situation. And Father, we thank you that you're a God who hears and answers prayer. And Father, we don't have a God that his arm is not short, that he cannot save. But Lord, the prayer of a righteous man and woman availeth much. It makes much power available. And so, Father, we thank you that not only are people praying this morning, but things are being changed through prayer. Move in this nation, Father. Move in this world. Bring peace. And uh, Father, we ask you, Lord, to bring about good. Even though you did not cause this situation, you could bring good from it. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the service today. Speak to us, Father. Move in our midst. We give you all the glory in advance for what you're going to accomplish here in this place. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Turn to somebody and smile at them. Amen. <laughs> Tell them I'm glad you came. Glory to God. So, yeah, thank the Lord. There's a lot going on, kind of uncertainty out there, right? Kind of, you know, there's kind of awkwardness and how to, you know, what, how to handle different things. And man, go to the grocery store and you could cut it, the tension with a knife, you know. And uh, yeah, my brother was supposed to come up uh, that Pastor Jason mentioned and he, uh, 
he had his schedule changed a little bit, so then he was going to come a little later. But he works for the DOD, Department of Defense, so they have like told them not to travel at all. And he kind of he had already a, a trip planned to come up here and uh, to Ohio, and he talked to some of his colleagues and people, and they're like, "No, this is no joke. You will get canned. You cannot leave the state. Do not, you know." And so it's for real. So he wasn't able to come up, and you know these steps that people are taking. If it saves one life, man, if it saves one life, it's worth it. Whatever we could do to, you know, it, it, it's good. You know, we're, we're all for it. And any steps that we could take to alleviate somebody's pain, suffering, or to keep some, ultimately, man, to keep somebody from losing their life, absolutely, you know, we'll do what we can. The crazy thing is, I mean, if you read about any of these statistics or anything, I just heard that, and I would never have guessed this. Like last year, 36,000 people died from the flu. And you wonder why haven't people been washing their hands all along, you know? So, my Lord, but we're going to get through this, amen? And uh, even just naturally speaking, you know, I mean, there's no reason to fear. Even if you just, like, had no belief at all in divine intervention, which we do. But even, you know, even just the course of things, this is going to pass. That's what, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to peak and pass and all that. And we're just adapting. And thank God we will get through it. And life will go on, amen? I know... Uh, he mentioned my brother. My brother did two deployments in Iraq with the Marines. And on his second deployment, this one particular firefight he was in, I've told the stories here before, literally bullets changed directions. I mean, you know, how do you know? Well, they were tracers, and you could see a tracer looks kind of like a laser, you know. And, they, and people around him saw these bullets changing directions. And an RPG changed directions, took a right angle, went over his Humvee and exploded. And his Muslim interpreter got born again became a Christian because he saw these things happening, you know, amen, yeah, glory to God, and all those things, you know, and, uh, and I, I was thinking about those stories of my brother in Iraq during this time and some of the steps that we're taking, and you know, he had body armor on, he, he, was, he was up in the turret of a Humvee, he was on a 240 Golf was the machine gun he was on, and uh, you know, he had his Kevlar on, and he had all every natural precaution you could take. And there's, it didn't stop miracles from happening. None of those things hindered. It wasn't one or the other. He didn't go out there in his skivvies, you know, and say, here I am, God's, you know. No, I mean, he was, are you with me this morning? It's all right, you know. He had on his body armor. He had on his Kevlar. And God's, it, the other side of that is none of that would have saved his life in the situation he was in. He took every natural step and it wouldn't have been enough in the situation he was in. Saved a lot of people's lives, thank God. My brother's particular situation, it wouldn't have been enough. So his faith wasn't in that. Are you with me? Yet he had it on. He had it on. He took the steps. Why not? He had on the body armor. He had on the Kevlar. But his faith was in something else. He prayed Psalm 91 every day before they went out on patrol. Amen. Every day he'd read Psalm 91. And uh, thank God it still works today, doesn't it? And, you know, uh, at first, when he would read Psalm 91 and go out on these patrols, his friends would make, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of his Marine Corps friends would make fun of him and say, oh, golly, you're reading the Bible? That's for, that's, isn't that God, one guy said, God's just a make-believe, uh, uh, a make-believe friend for grown-ups, you know? And they'd tease him and they'd make fun of him. But you know what? After a few firefights, they weren't making fun of him anymore. Amen. In fact, by the end of his deployment... They were checking with him to make sure that he read Psalm 91 before they went outside the wire. Amen. They were like, hey, Gaul, you read it today, right? You read Psalm 91. And the story changed, you know, because they saw God's not a make-believe friend, but he's a real old God who created the heavens and the earth. Amen. And he saw how God brought him through time and time again. And, 
And, uh, you know, glory to God. I've told the stories before. But, you know, here's, I got my, my, my son, Cohen, wave at him, Cohen, and my wife, Jocelyn, with me this morning. My daughter, Eden, as they said, is, is leading worship in another church. I'm so thankful for that. But she would have loved to have been here with you guys. I'm so honored to be here. Nowhere else I'd rather be than with my friends at ECF. We love you guys. Amen. But, uh, you know, turn, turn or press a button or unroll your papyrus scroll, whatever gets you to the book of Psalms, amen? <laughs> There's a lot of options nowadays, you know, a lot, lot more than there used to be. Stone tablet, whatever gets you there. Psalm, let's go to the book of Psalms, 119 and verse 89. And uh, we thank you guys for supporting us. We, you know, still doing what we've always done, going all over the world, preaching Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, amen, and that he still works miracles today. And uh, everywhere we go, you guys go with us, but it's so good to be here with you this morning. So Psalm 119 in verse 89, Psalm 19 in verse 119, excuse me, in verse 89 says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Let me say that again, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Amen. So, you know, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what happens in life, this is such a good, you know, good thing to remember. The word still says the same thing. Amen. No matter what the news says, no matter what is going on in the circumstances around us, the Bible still says the exact same thing that it said yesterday. It still says the same thing that it said 10 years ago. It still says the same thing that it said 100 years ago. It still says the same thing that it said 1,000 years ago. When you woke up this morning, the Bible still said that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible still is telling us that he's a miracle worker now, just like he's always been, amen. And thank God, honestly, I think we all know this, even like the statistics and stuff are telling this, coronavirus is probably not the greatest threat that any of us face. Are you hearing me this morning? Possibly the fear of it is, you know, a little, is a little more to deal with. But I think we all, you know, I had members of my extended family that are dealing with the flu, you know, what, went, got tested, found it was just the flu, you know, and uh, it wiped them out, you know, just that's, what a mess, you know. But other things, people have, right now, as all this has been going on, people are getting serious reports of cancer and different things like that and things going on. Thank God the Bible still says the same thing, amen. No matter what happens in the economy, the Bible still says that God meets all of our needs according to his riches and glory. The word is forever settled. Aren't you glad that the Bible stays the same, amen? And what we want to be careful to do is not change what we believe the Bible says to adapt to the circumstances. We want to say, well, I know it says that, but. I know it says that, but, you know, look what's going on. Look at this, and we got to do, you know, come on, let's be realistic and stuff. No, let's be realistic. The God who created the heavens and the earth has given us his word. Amen. And bless God, you could stand on it, and you can trust it, and you could depend on it. No matter what needs to change, you can rely upon it. Amen. It's trustworthy. Everybody say it's trustworthy. You know, my brother, yeah, that's a good story. I, I share it a lot, and I, I, it sticks with me. You know, Psalm 91 is a scripture that a lot of us are standing on right now. And really, it was Psalm 91. 
that brought him through, you know, Iraq and brought him through combat. Every day he would read it. My dad read it and stood on it. My dad was in Vietnam, and my dad was in combat in Vietnam, and of all of us, he was the most nervous about my brother going. You know, he knew what it meant. He knew what it was like. So my brother went, and, you know, my nervous in this, I wouldn't say nervous, that's not the right word, but a, a concern that brought him to prayer, because my dad prayed for him more than probably any of us did, you know, and uh, he an awareness of it, and stood on Psalm 91, and Psalm 91, I think about that a lot, I think about, man, if it worked in Iraq, certainly it'll work in Erie, Pennsylvania, amen, amen. If it worked in Iraq, it'll work in Cleveland, Ohio. If it could work when somebody's shooting at you, amen. If it could work when their intention is to take your life. I mean, they are doing their best to do it, you know. If it could work in those circumstances, it'll work anywhere, praise God. The bottom line is the word will work for you. Everybody say it. Say, the word will work for me. The word, say it again, say, the word will work for me. You see, God... Uh, God has given us his word and the word works, the Bible works because the Bible is the word of God. Everybody say, the Bible is God speaking to me. And the Bible works because God is not a liar and he'll do what he said he would do. God is honest, amen. God is honest to you. He will keep his word to you. Not just to some preacher or missionary or pastor. God will keep his word to you. And if you will stand on it and if you will take God at his word, it doesn't matter what needs to change. It doesn't matter what needs to move. It doesn't matter what mountain needs to be moved. Any mountain that needs to be moved, God will move. He will do whatever it takes to keep his word to you. Because he's honest, amen. Thank God he's faithful. Yes, he is. He's faithful, praise God. Glory to God, he's worthy. So whatever it is, you know, things will happen. Things are happening now. This is probably, you know, certainly in our lifetime, not the last thing we're going to see happen. I know I was, went to the, like I said, to the grocery store, called my brother afterwards, and I said, man, I guess this is what the end times feels like, you know. <laughs> you just feel it. But thank God the word is still true, you know. Sometimes we have this idea, you know, we don't know the exact timeline, but if things got really bad in our lifetime, that Bible that promises us victory is still going to be there. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. The Bible that promises us direction is still saying the same thing, amen. Amen. No, no weapon formed against us will prosper, it tells us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's worthy, amen. And, you know, I've had this thought. In this situation and others, and I think that kind of like the natural systems and the government and things are having, you know, crises arise, and crises will come. You know, one of my mentors, Kenneth Hagin, used to say, the crisis of life comes to every man. How many of you have found that to be true, you know? Crisis, this, the earth has been a bad neighborhood since the garden, you know, <laughs> if you haven't realized that. Uh, since sin entered the scene, it's been a bad neighborhood, and stuff happens here, you know, and you just got to be aware of that. Trouble will come, you know, the crisis of life will come. That's why our faith needs to be in something greater than anything natural. There has to be an underlying rock that we place our feet on, and it's the word of God, what he said to us, promises that he said to us, Amen. But, you know, you have this thought sometime. I know naturally probably the government is having this thought. I wish I would have been a little more prepared for this. You know, I wish I would have been whatever. And I wish we would have had different systems set up that would have been uh, 
you know, helped us through this situation. Definitely, you know, the medical, you hear some of the things on the news and the announcements. Oh, well, you know, we, this was outdated and that was outdated and we wanted to update the different systems to fit this scenario. Have you ever felt like that spiritually? Have you ever had a crisis come up and say, man, I wish I would have been more prepared for that. My hand is up. Have you ever felt like that, you know? Something comes up. I wish, I wish I, I heard the voice of God stronger. I wish my faith was stronger. I wish I'd spent more time in prayer leading up to this, you know? I wish I'd been meditating. My hand's up. I've been there. Have you ever been there? Raise your hand with me if you've been there. So, you know, something that we could do in this situation, and this is, I believe that this is a word for you guys this morning. I was driving along Lake Erie and Ashtabula, taking my daughter somewhere and coming back, and, and I was just praying about this service, and this kind of came up in my heart, and I was thinking about this. Um, you know, I, I've, I've felt that before. Man, I wish I would have been more prepared. We could take this as kind of a situation to say, yeah, whatever I haven't been prepared for in the past, I'm going to start preparing now for what God has for me in the future. Are you with me? Amen. You know, I'm going to start building my faith now. The Bible says to put off every weight and sin that, that so easily besets us and to run with endurance the race that is set before us. I mean, amen. Maybe some of you have been running full speed ahead, you know. There's some times in my life <laughs> that, I wouldn't wanna, that I wouldn't wanna go back and repeat because I couldn't imagine it going any better than it did, amen. I'd be afraid to go back and mess it up, you know. I'd be, <laughs> I'm just glad it turned out. It were, I'm not gonna, I would never wanna try that again. Thank God for his grace. There's other times in my life I was like, man, I would have handled that. I wish I would have handled that differently. Have you been there? Amen. You know, but we can't do anything about the past, can we? We forget those things behind, like the Apostle Paul says, and we press forward to that which lies ahead. There is a tomorrow coming. There is, there, there is that which lies ahead. It's going to be there. There is a destiny that God has for you to walk in, and what we do now prepares us for that, for that which is ahead. Amen. And so I've been, you know, thinking about that. And uh, the Bible says, put off every weight and sin that so easily besets us and run with endurance the race. Run with endurance the race. Amen. There's an old Pentecostal song that says, if anybody asks, what's the matter with me? Tell them I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized. I've got Jesus by my side and I'm running for my life. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. How many are running for your life this morning? Praise God. Maybe you haven't been running like you should. Maybe you've been crawling. That's okay. At least you're moving. Maybe you've been heading the other direction. That's all right. You could turn around this morning and head the right direction. Amen. But God has got a race for you. Everybody say, God's got a race for me. There is a course set for you, man, and it's filled with good things, and it's filled with blessing, and it's filled with victory, and it's filled with overcoming, and it's filled with fulfillment and satisfaction. He's got a good race for you to run. He's got a destiny for you to run, but it's up to you to run it, amen. I remember I ran cross country in high school, and my coach, he'd just sit on the sidelines, and he'd just say, run your race, run your race. That's what he'd say as you went by, run your race, man. That's all you got to do, believer. That's all you got to do, brother and sister, run your race. Amen. There's a race set before you. Put off every weight and sin that so easily besets you, and run the race that's set before you. Put it off. Is there anything slowing you down this morning? I believe there's stuff that's slowing every one of us down, you know. You might be really weighed down. You might be, you know, just, but every one of us, there's something we could put off. And I wonder what would happen, you know. I wonder what would happen 
if we just ran for our life, like that old Pentecostal song says, just run for our life, what would happen if we gave everything? Amen. What would happen if we just went all the way with Jesus, praise God? You know, I think all of us could, this was just stirring in my heart. And you know, I I believe even myself, being in full-time ministry, you know, and not just being a, you know, not only in full-time, full-time ministry 16 years, and I've seen some things, but honestly, I just believe I've just, I've just tasted a little bit of what's, av- just a little, just a tiny bit of what's available in life. Are you with me this morning? Amen. I've seen storms calmed. I've seen people get out of wheelchairs here in the United States, you know, not in India somewhere, you know, I thank God for it, but I'm telling you, here in the Western world, seen people get out of wheelchairs, seen tumors disappeared, seen surgeries canceled. You know, little boy up in Buffalo, New York, not far from here. I was ministering up there. It was a Sunday night service. He was 11 years old. He was scheduled the next morning to have his tonsils out, Monday morning. We prayed for him. He told his parents, I'm going for a miracle. We prayed for him on Sunday night. Next morning, he goes to see the doctor pre-op. He examines him. Nothing wrong with you, man. Sends him home. Cancels the surgery. Amen. As far as I know, he's still got his tonsils today. Hallelujah. Amen. God did that. There's no natural explanation for that. Amen. I've seen, you know, like I said, storms calmed, you know, just like seeing hailstorms, just calmed. I was standing on a platform in Jamaica. My first overseas trip was in Jamaica, not overseas, over the, you know, (laughs) over a little south of Miami there. But, you know, my first out of the country trip was Jamaica. And we were way up in the bush, you know, we were doing an open, open air meeting and uh, in a, in a province called Maypen. And it was open air, you know. And then this tropical storm blows in the night we're having that we're supposed to have this meeting. Not conducive to an open air outdoor meeting, you know. And and the other the evangelist that had the meeting, I was his associate. Uh, I, I just well, I, I was partnering with him on this. I'd worked with him, David Horton, for a couple years, and now I I, I was already full time myself. But I came back to do this project with him, and we're open air platform. He's coming in from the airport. He flew into. Um, Montego Bay. And so he calls me, he's a four hour trip, you know, through some really bad roads to get to where we were. And he calls me, he said, man, it is storming. It is raining already here. It's supposed to go across the whole island. And I said, all right, well, we'll, I'll keep you posted. So I got off the phone with him and I just started thinking about it and talking to the Lord. And I said, you know, this just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense that we're here to tell people that we're ambassadors of the one true living God and we're going to get rained out. Are you hearing me? You know, that just doesn't compute, you know. We're here from God to give you a message. We're here from him today, but I'm sorry we have to cancel because of rain. There's something wrong with that message, you know. And I'm talking to the Lord about it, and I said, this just doesn't add up. And I said, I'm going to take authority over this storm. Amen. You're the God who created the heavens and the earth. We're here as your representative. I'm going to take authority over this storm. With God as my witness, I took authority over the storm. My wife was there. We stood on that open air platform. And you could stand on the platform and look around the island 360 degrees. And the storm was everywhere else. There was literally a window above our city. Amen. Where we held that campaign. Glory to God. Amen. So I thank God, man. I thank God. I've tasted some things. I've tasted some things. I, how many have tasted some things? The, 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 David said, the psalmist said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. We all have. If you've been born again, you've tasted of that kingdom that's to come. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you've tasted of that kingdom that is to come. But bless God, brother and sister, there's so much that we haven't tasted. There's so much that he's able to do. You know, no matter how far you go, the Bible still will say that he's able to do above all that we could ask or think, far above all that we could ask or imagine, one translation. 
Revelation says. There's so much more he's able to do. And I just wonder what would happen in your life. I wonder what would happen in my life if we just put off every weight and sin and just say, I'm going to see how far I could go with this thing. Amen. Amen. I'm going to see how far I could go with this thing. I'm going to see how much is available for me and for my family. I'm going to see how much of a relationship I could have with him. I'm going to see how much I could hear his voice. I'm going to see how much I could use this authority he's given me. I'm going to see how much the name of Jesus can do in my life and in my circumstances and in my family. I'm going to take it as far as I can go with it. I'm not just going to crawl. I'm not just going to stumble around, but I am going to run for my life. I'm going to put off everything that would slow me down. I am going to put off everything that would try to stop me, and I am going to run. It doesn't matter what people are doing around me, but I'm going to run. I'm not going to look back. I'm not going to think about the past. I'm going to set my eyes on what's ahead, and I'm going to run with everything I've got. Amen. Is this helping you at all this morning? Glory to God. Everybody say, I'm going to run. And I've been thinking about this, and I was thinking about this for you. This isn't, you know, some message that I've just been preaching everywhere, but this was stirring in my heart for you guys. It was stirring in my heart for me, and I was praying about it, and then as I was praying about it, I thought of ECF, and I thought, man, and, and you guys were put on my heart. Is this striking a note with anybody, you know? Has God been speaking to anybody like this? Praise God. Yeah, Run. Run with endurance the race that is set before you. Put off every weight and sin. There's two different things that it categorizes there in the Bible. Sin and weights. Some things are sins. Well, sins will kill you, the Bible says. You know, the wages of sin is death. God will still love you, amen? The whole time you could do, God will love you the whole time. But it'll still mess up your life. How many of you found that to be true, you know? God could love you. You could get, you know, things could be messed up. Things could really go bad. God will love you through the whole thing. But how many know it's just better to put it off, put off every weight and sin that so easily besets you? Sometimes I think people have this idea and they think, well, God's made a way for us to keep the sin and still be okay. No, that's not his plan. You could never truly be free unless you put it off. And God's plan was for us to truly be free, amen. Put off every weight and sin that so easily besets you. Run with endurance the race that's set before you. Everybody say, put it off. Yeah, put off sins. God will help you with that. There's victory in that. That's not something that you do for God. That's something that you do with God. Amen? The Christian life is absolutely impossible to live naturally. Are you hearing me? It takes salvation. It takes Jesus. It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes what he did for you to live that life. Glory to God. We have this idea, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this for God. It's up to me. No, it's not up to you. In fact, you'll be far better off if you just say, I can't do it, Lord. Like Paul said, boast in your weaknesses, but with you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I could do it with you. So the Bible says to put off sins. Thank God we could do it. Everybody say, I could do it. Doesn't matter how long it's been there. Doesn't matter how long it's plagued you. Doesn't matter how strong it seems it is. It can be put off, amen. It can be put off and it can be left in your past. You can keep on running until the distance between you and it gets greater and greater and greater and greater as you continue in your race. And it is a distant memory, almost forgotten, hallelujah. Yeah, you could put it off. Everybody say, I could put it off. But then it says to put off sins and then it says put off weights. Think about that. Automatically, because there's these two different categories together, we know that these are things that are not sin. They're not sin. But they slow us down in the race. 
things that are okay to do, things that, you know, whatever, it's not necessarily going to, it's certainly not going to cost us anything in life as far as, you know, our relationship with God or anything like that, but it might cost us something in our race. Put off every sin and put off every weight, things that'll just slow us down, amen. Things that just, it's just, it's just not gonna help you get to where you wanna be. It's okay, it's not, you know, it, it, but it's just a weight. Are you hearing me today? Put off every weight and every sin. Thank God, yeah, the sins sometimes are more obvious, sometimes the weights are less obvious, you know. There's things that they're, they're more difficult sometimes because it's, it's hard to pinpoint because it's just like, well, what, what is it exactly? I don't know. It could be different for everybody. It could be something that just gets out of balance in your life, you know, something that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it just gets to be too much, you know. Some of us have personalities. I know I'm one, I'm one of those people that anything that's worth doing is worth overdoing. Are you with me, you know? And, uh, my, my brother is like that times 10, you know. And something about us, it's once you find, and that could really work for you in the kingdom of God if you just apply it to the right thing, you know. You can apply it in the right direction and it's a positive. You, you let it drift the wrong way and it could be a negative, you know. Amen. And uh, maybe it's something that it's just not, it's not something that, you know, it's not something that's, it's not a sin. You know it's not a sin, but it's just weighing you down. It's just slowing you down. The Lord will reveal it to you. I don't need to go through everything here, you know. And, and, and thank God, as, as, as we see these things in our life, the important thing is always to remember our identity, that no matter what, God loves us. If you're a Christian, no matter what, you've got right standing with him. You are dead indeed to sin and alive unto God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it's only from that position that you start to put off the weights and sins. Amen. It's never okay if I put off these weights and sins, then I'll be okay with God. You're okay now, but he doesn't want you to just be okay. He wants you to win your race. Amen. You know, we realize that by the blood of Jesus, you can be qualified. Thank God the blood of Jesus qualified us, not our actions, not what we do. The blood of Jesus qualified us for salvation. Amen. But you know, you could be qualified to run a marathon. (laughs) Are you with me? They could give you a number. You could put it on your shirt, you know, and you could like not be able to run 10 feet. You could just go out there and fall on your face. God doesn't just want you to be qualified. He wants you to finish your race and win your destiny. Hallelujah. He doesn't want to just love you. He wants to cause you to run the race, that he, to walk in the destiny that he has for you and do everything that he's called you to do. Is this making sense to anybody here today? Glory to God. Everybody say, I'm running my race. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I wonder, I wonder what our life would be like if we just said, that's it, I'm just going for it all the way. All the way with Jesus. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna put off every weight and every sin. Now, you don't need to get crazy and think, oh my God, is there something I'm missing? No, but if there's something that you know that's there, just deal with it, amen. If you don't, then just forget about it and keep running, amen. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Run with endurance the race that is set before you. What would happen? What would happen if we just, you know, if we just said, man, our prayer life? What would happen if we would just run with our prayer life? What would happen if all of us would just dive into a prayer life, amen, of intercession, pray about this stuff that's going on in the world, pray about what's going on at our church, pray about lost loved ones around us, pray about miracles and the plan of God in this day and age, pray things out. What would happen, amen, in each of our lives if we gave ourselves to prayer and we just started running with it, praise God. Amen. 
It's amazing what could happen as things, what could be turned around in prayer, what can be changed in prayer, amen. What, how, how destinies can be shaped, how crooked places can be made smooth, and how rough, excuse me, rough places can be made smooth, crooked places can be made straight through prayer, amen. It's amazing how things don't have to be the way they are, but they can be changed as we invite God into situations through prayer. What would happen if we all just dove into our prayer life, started praying out things for our family, started praying out things for our friends, started praying out things for our church, started praying out things for the church, amen. Whatever it is, maybe you get up early, maybe you start getting up at four, start getting up at five, maybe you just start shutting off the radio and start praying in tongues on the way to work in the morning, amen. But what would happen, I mean, what would happen if we just started running with it, praise God? What could happen? What's possible? Hear me this morning. God's not holding back. We're not waiting for God to do anything. We hear these stories about things that have happened in days gone by, and I'm encouraged by stories. I love stories. I love hearing about the Great Awakening. I love hearing about Smith Wigglesworth. I love hearing about John G. Lake and how he stuck his hand under the microscope with the, with the plague that was sweeping South Africa, and it died in his hand, and they thought, I love hearing that, but I don't want to just hear about those stories. I want to write those stories. I want to live those stories. Hallelujah. And we're not waiting for God to pour something else out. We're not waiting for him to do something more. He's already sent Jesus. He's already raised from the dead. He's already sent his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He's already given us his name. We're already seated at the right hand of the Father. We're not waiting for him, but he's waiting for us. Praise God. It's all waiting for us. And what would happen? What would happen if we just started to run? Amen. What would happen if we just started to run and just said, that's it, I'm running. This is all I want in life. This is what's, this is what's really in my heart to do. I'm tired of getting ripped off. I'm tired of the counterfeits and I'm, I'm just gonna run, hallelujah. This is what I was born for. I don't wanna be a square peg in a round hole. I wanna be the round peg in the round hole, amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And anybody who's tasted, I mean, even if it's just been a little bit, how many of you have found that there's nothing else that satisfies? Amen. There's nothing else that satisfies like the things of God. There's nothing else that could come close. And the enemy will try to, you know, make his case. You got an adversary with it, you know. And he'll try to keep you from running. And he'll try to put obstacles in your way. And he'll try to stop you. But if you just set your heart, if you just set your heart, like Paul, and said, I, I forget those, this one thing I do. Everybody say one thing. This one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and I press. I press forward to that which ahead. I press. Press through the opposition. Press through the lies. Press through the obstacles. Press on to the destiny that God has for me. Amen. Glory to God. Anytime I've done it, there's always been miracles waiting for me. Amen. Anytime I've done it. You know, pressed through and said, I'm, I'm taking a step further. I'm going further in this race. I've made some progress. I could look back and see now I've come a ways, but I could look ahead and see there's still a ways to go. There's still more for me. Anytime that I've made a decision, I've never regretted it. Amen. Hallelujah. Put off every weight and sin and run with endurance the race that is set before us. Glory to God. Like I said, I love hearing, I love hearing the stories about people hearing the voice of God. God woke me up at three o'clock in the morning, you know. I thank God he's done it to me. Woke me up in the middle of the night, but I want to see it more. How about you? Amen. I knew, I heard a story of an old woman, this old Pentecostal woman. I didn't just hear the story. I knew her, but I heard the story of her before I met her. Uh, they, she, she's gone on to heaven, gone on to be with the Lord. 
a sister Galencher was her name. She was what the old Pentecostals call like a mother in Israel in the church, you know, a woman of prayer. She didn't have a pulpit ministry. She didn't preach or teach, but she prayed, man. She gave her life to prayer and she'd pray things out. On two occasions, the Lord woke her up in the middle of the night and gave her a phone number. A phone number. Like, you've got to be, like, accurate to get a phone number, you know? This isn't just, yay, the Lord has a good plan for your life, you know? Turn not to the right or left. I mean, there is a zero margin of error on getting a phone number, right? You know, 814, you know, you got to get every one of them. On two times in her life, the Lord woke her up and gave her a phone number. She called that phone number, and it was somebody about to commit suicide, and she led them to the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's the God we serve, isn't it? Glory to God. That sounds like the God who created the heavens and the earth, amen. Yeah, I want more of that in my life. I want more of that in my life, praise God. And you know, I, and I was thinking about it in this crisis. I was thinking about running this race, and you want to be ready for what comes down the road. But it's not just about survival, and it is not just about avoiding crisis. There is something in running that they call a runner's high. You ever hear of a runner's high? That you get out there and see, you know, different, it's for, it, for me, it was always somewhere past mile three where things just kind of get easy and you just start running and you know that you're well oxygenated and you could just, man, it is like a high. Are you with me? And there is something that's called a runner's high. And I want to tell you that there is a runner's high when you are running your race with God. It is not, hallelujah, it is not just about avoiding catastrophe. It is not just about surviving hell. It is not about surviving crisis. But it is about living a life that nothing in this world can compare to. Amen. There's a runner's high. Because there's nothing in the world, I don't know even what it's like, but there's something about, there's something about giving a word. There's something about getting into a spirit of prayer. There's something about leading somebody to the Lord. There's somebody about having a word of encouragement and, and God using you to be a blessing to somebody that there's nothing else in this world like it. And it blesses them and it blesses you. Man, sometimes when you give an offering, you know, uh, I remember one time my brother, I was, <laughs> I was going to preach in Erie, actually, and, and this is going back a few years. I was going to preach for, um, uh, uh, at Mount Garrison, you know, uh, for Bill Young, and, and I was going to preach for Bill, and, and I, was, I was flat tapped out, man. I was flat tapped out. I had no money. That's what I mean by tapped out, like zero, right? No, no gas in the gas tank. I didn't have enough money to get to Erie. And I'm just believing God, man. I'm trusting God. And I'm not telling anybody anything because I just, in life, I've just seen that God is faithful, that you could count on him, amen, that he'll come through. He doesn't, you know, he really doesn't need that much help very often, amen. If you just give him faith and you just give him your authority, he could pretty much handle the rest, amen. So, I was just doing that. I was just believing God. You know, that's all, that's all I really know how to do with that. I'm trusting God. And I was out with my brother. He was in town. And we were out, you know. And he says, listen, he says, do you need any money? He just asked me, you know. And I never just spill the beans when somebody says something like that because I want to know why he's asking. I don't want him to say, well, that's horrible, man. You're in bad shape, you know. I said, why do you ask? He said, because me and his wife, Sammy, God's been speaking to me. And he's been speaking to Sammy and we feel that we're supposed to give you something today, he said, <laughs> amen. And I said, uh, well, I said, yeah, that, that would make sense, amen. 
I, I could use it right now. He says, how much do you need? I wanted to tell him, well, sit down, you know? I mean, like, what do you mean, how much do I need? You know? I said, no, I said, we're not going to go there. Forget that. I said, you just do what's on your heart to do, and I'll trust the Lord to lead you. He's led you this far, amen? He could finish the job, you know? So uh, he said, all right. So they both, Lord speaking to him, he gave me a bunch of cash. You know, I put it in the account, put it, filled up the gas tank, went on to the next meeting. It had to be that day, amen? It had to be that day. Thank God you could trust God when it has to be today, amen? But, but, but the point I wanted to make is I was blessed. Of course I was blessed, you know, I mean, it bailed me out, and the plan of God went on, just like, you know, praise God, I was trusting it would. God was faithful like he always is. But when, when I told my brother all the details of it, and I said, man, you don't understand. I said, it had to be today, Jason. I said, it had today, it had to be. There, there is no tomorrow if this doesn't happen. It had to be today. I had to get to my service, you know. And he just started to cry. He doesn't cry all the time, you know. I mean, he's, you know, right, two tours in Iraq and MMA fighter between the wars and all that. So, you know, but he starts crying and he says, I'm just glad I could hear him. I'm just glad I could hear him. Isn't there something that whichever side of the miracle you're on, it's just a blessing to be a part of it, amen. There's nothing like it, praise God. If you're praying for the sick, you're blessed to be a part of it. If you're the person getting healed, you're blessed. Amen. If you're leading somebody to the Lord, it does something inside of you. It does something in your soul. It changes the other person's destiny. There's something about just being part of the plan of God, the business of God, that nothing in the world can compare to it. Amen. And whatever you have now, you know, sometimes we just get into this I mean, me, I'm talking to myself, all of us, we get into that, we settle and we just get used to things and we just, well, this is kind of where it's at. You know, this is where my prayer life's at. This is how much God uses me. Yeah, there's these other people that, you know, God seems to use in these different ways, but listen, he wants to use you more. He's got more for you and it's the greatest adventure that you could ever live. I don't care if you're 97 in here this morning, God's got a plan for you. He wants to use you. Amen. He wants to use you in prayer. He wants to use you to be an encouragement to people. Glory to God. Let's all stand to our feet if you're able. If you're able. Has this helped anybody? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If it's more comfortable for you to sit, feel free to do so. Isn't Jesus wonderful? You've got a race. You've got a destiny. You've got work to do. But hallelujah, it's the easiest work you'll ever do. It's the most rewarding work you'll ever do. Jesus said, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. It's the greatest adventure you'll ever have. It's the greatest blessing you could ever walk in. Thank you, Jesus. And I just believe the Lord is telling us this morning, run your race. Amen. Put off every weight and sin and run your race. Run with endurance the race that is set before you. Don't be shaken by the things going on to the right or to the left. Just run. Run with me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, run your race, brother. Run your race, sister. Run with endurance, praise God. Run harder than you've run before. Make adjustments, amen. Make adjustments in this day. Make adjustments. Put off the weights and the sins, praise God. Make adjustments today. Glory to God. Adjust your life. Make it conducive to spiritual things. Arrange your schedule for spiritual things, amen. Thank you, Lord, for everything that is seen is made of what's unseen. 
everything that is seen is made of what's unseen and the real power and the real and the and the real help comes in the unseen realm and the seen realm is changed by what happens in the unseen so adjust your life to live in a way that changes the unseen first and you will see the change in the seen amen hallelujah let's thank the lord and praise him for what he's doing in this place today thank you lord Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Listen, whatever you do in life, whatever your vocation is in life, above everything else, you're a believer. Amen. You're a child of God. And you've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And you've got a place in his plan. You've got a place in his plan in this day. And these days are serious, and these days are sober days at times, and you've got a place in it. You're part of the answer. You're part of the answer. Hallelujah. And don't let the devil's lie tell you, yeah, I'm insignificant, I don't matter. You matter. Hallelujah. You matter. And I'm not just saying that like to make somebody feel good so you go out of here with butterflies. You matter because we depend on you. Amen. We depend on each other. We need each other. Hallelujah. So adjust your life. Make the adjustments. Adjust your life for spiritual things. Make time for it. Don't try to find your free free time. Well, I have free time here. Free up time for it. Free up time for the things of God. Free up time for prayer. Free up time for building your faith. Free up time for listening to good messages. Free up time, amen, to meditate on the word of God. Free up time to wait on him and hear his voice, amen. And you'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. As you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap everlasting life. And you'll live a life that you've never dreamt you could live. And you'll walk in miracles that you could hardly believe. And you'll see things turned around that you thought were immovable. And you'll walk closer with God than you ever have before. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. All right, I'm just going to close in prayer this morning and then give it to Pastor Jason. But... If there's anybody here or listening on a recording that you need a miracle or you need healing in your body, thank God Jesus is the healer, amen. This ain't the first pandemic, you know, that's come down the road, you know. There's been a lot since Calvary that's come down the road, you know. They've had different names. They've had different effect on the human race. But thank God there's a name that's above every other name named, amen. Hallelujah. There is a name to which to which that is greater than any name they'll ever that any name that the enemy could ever put on anything, you know, any disease or any any foul enemy of mankind that'll come down the pike. Thank God there's a name that's greater and it's the name of Jesus. And so whatever it is you're facing, you know, statistically it's incredibly unlikely that anybody here has coronavirus, you know. But there's other things here for sure. For certain there's people dealing with things in this room. And thank God there's an answer to all of it. Amen. There's an answer to all of it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for these precious people here. Now listen, if you need healing, you could just release your faith right now this morning. I'm just going to speak the name of Jesus over you. Right in your seat, right where you're at. 
Hallelujah. That's how we do it most of the time. This isn't even an adjustment because of things going on. This is usually how we do it. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we just command every kind of sickness and disease to go. Flu, go. Coronavirus, die out in Jesus' name. Go, be gone in the name of Jesus. Bodies be healed. Eyes see. Ears hear. Lungs breathe. Stomachs be normal. Digestive systems be normal in the name of Jesus. Yeah, colon trouble. Be cleared up now in the name of Jesus. Colons work properly properly and right in Jesus' name. I don't know, maybe Crohn's disease or something going on in the colon. Be made right in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Knees operate properly. Shoulders and joints operate properly. Minds, you be sharp and alert. Dementia and Alzheimer's go in Jesus' name. We speak healing to people in this place today in the name of Jesus. All right, let's all thank God for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Backs be healed. Backs be whole. Backs be made right. Discs be lined up. Be straight in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Pain in the cause of it. Go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just do what you couldn't do before. Move and do what you couldn't do before in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lungs be clear. Lungs be clear. Lungs be clear in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank God one more time. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Forgive me if I went long today. I lost track of time there. Amen. God is good. Amen. Oh, glory to God. What kind of life is waiting on us? What kind of life is waiting on us? What kind of life is waiting on us? Hallelujah. Jesus showed us what it looked like when he came to the earth. He showed us what it looked like. He didn't come to show us what it looks like to be God on earth. He shows us what it looked like to be a man with God inside of him. A woman with God inside of her. Amen. Glory to God. That's why every miracle he did, he always invited the disciples into. He never said, no, 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 I'm the Messiah, you know, hold off right there. No, he said, yeah, you could do what was done to the fig tree. Didn't he say it? He said, yeah, in fact, whoever, everybody say whoever, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and doesn't doubt in their heart, but believes that those things which they say shall come to have, they shall have whatsoever they saith. Therefore, whatever things you ask in prayer, believe that you receive them and you'll have them. Amen. When he walked on the water, he, Peter said, Master, if that's you, bid me come unto you on the water. Jesus didn't say, no, Peter, you stay in the boat, man. This is Messiah stuff out here, you know. He said, yeah, Peter, come on. Come on out here with me. Come on out here on the water, amen. Come on out here on the water, amen. It's fun out here. Glory to God. And I love that story because there was no emergency. Peter didn't have to get out of the boat it was just for the good time of it. Theologically, that's the only reason I could see for it, brother. Amen. Just because it's fun to walk with God. Amen. Glory to God. And we've been ripped off by the flesh. We've been ripped off all of us. We've been ripped off by the world system. All along, there's walking on water waiting for us. Amen. Glory to God. We've been spending most of our life taking swimming lessons, you know, amen. Thought if I could just be a really good swimmer, and Jesus says, yeah, that's all right, but how about we get up over the circumstances? How about we get up over here and defy the laws of this earth? How about we get up here and do what's impossible without me? And how about we just live here and keep walking on water, amen? 
Listen, if, you, if you're here this morning and you've never started this journey with Jesus, or if you're listening by this recording and you say, man, I don't know if I'm a Christian. I don't know if I'd go to heaven. I, you know, these things you're talking about, it sounds good. I don't know where I stand with God, but I want to know. Would you pray with me? Would you raise your hand right now? Anybody here? You say, I don't know. I don't know if I would go to heaven. I don't know if I'm a Christian, but I want to know. Would you raise your hand? All right, it looks... I don't see any hands, but praise God. Thank God. By recording, just in case, if somebody's listening that's not here, I want to pray with. Let's all pray together. If, if at a later date somebody listens to this message, we want to pray with them. Amen. I've seen it happen before. Praise God. So I'm going to pray a simple prayer. And if you would all pray with me, and if anybody's listening, if you'd agree with me, and, just, and if you say, yes, I agree with what you're praying, then you pray out to God, not to me, but you pray out to God, and he'll hear you, and he'll save you. Amen. He'll make you his child. You don't become God's child just by being born on the earth. God's family is the one family that you're only a part of if you choose to be. Amen? Let's pray together. Dear Jesus, I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again from the dead. I believe you're alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Take my life. Make it everything you want it to be. Be my Lord and Savior. I accept you, Jesus, and now you accept me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for it this morning. We thank you for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If God did something in your body, uh, you know, just make sure you tell us about it. You know, you could see me before we leave or put it on Facebook. Tell Pastor Jason. Tell us about it. I was really impressed, Pastor Liz, when at the beginning when she said there was sermon notes for the kids. I said, man, these are Holy Ghost people because I don't even have sermon notes. And she already has my notes to hand out to the kids, you know? She hears from God, amen. I was like, I "I don't even know what I'm gonna say yet. She knows what I'm gonna say. She has sermon notes. But, you know, there were little things where the kids could fill in notes on the sermon. But when she said it with me, it triggered, oh, they got sermon notes already? These people are top notch, man. Amen. They are, though, amen? Praise God, hallelujah. So how many are going to make adjustments? My hand's up. Make adjustments. Make room for God. Amen. Make room for God. Praise God. Give him something to work with. Praise God. And just set your, just set your heart to it, man. Just press through the resistance. Press on. Yeah, there'll be resistance. Yeah. Yeah, the flesh will buck. Yeah. The enemy will try to throw up obstacles. Yeah. Seem like your schedule maybe will try to. I'm not saying expect it or, you know, like, like enable it. But if something pops up, amen, don't be surprised. Take authority over it and just keep on running. All right. We love you guys. Amen. 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 Wow. <laughs> Come on, guys. Wow. Wow. How? I'll tell you what, if you're, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed I'm down with the youth nights. <clears throat> However, I know Andy, where's Andy? Andy's got a message, man. I'm looking forward to Andy's message down to you. So guys, there is so much going on tonight back here at the church. Youth night starts at 6 o'clock. Do not miss it, uh, teens, uh, grades 6 through 12. Come on out. If you're watching online and maybe you can make it out, we encourage you to come. And then here in the sanctuary, uh, 6.30. So 6 o'clock for the youth starts, 6.30. Uh, Jeremy and Jocelyn will be here, uh, and he'll be giving a message. It's, there's no worship or anything tonight. It's just having him, the anointed man of God, bring another message for us to be encouraged. Amen.
Can I just say how, when he said that was for ECF, man, that was from EC, for ECF from the top down. Amen. I mean, we just sat there taking notes, make adjustments, yes, in the name of Jesus. I'm just so excited. I'm, I get so excited when God just shows himself to be so good and so faithful. For this body of people, for his people everywhere, he prepared a message for us. He sent a messenger to us, and we receive them with joy. We receive the word of the Lord with joy. And it's just, it's just seed planted, it's seed watered, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what God is going to do from today when we have chosen to come together and gather. Amen. to gather in the presence of God. Amen. Super excited. Amen. So just a couple of things as we close. If you need an offering envelope, uh, two, two ways to get one. You can raise your hand now and Usher will help you. There's also offering envelopes on that back table back there. And remember, if you want to give specifically to Jeremy Gall Ministries, just fill out the offering envelope. There's a line that says guest speaker. Special, I think it says guest speaker. Just fill it in there and then put it on that, in that box on the left-hand side of the door, there's a little slot on the top. It even says Jeremy Gall Ministries. You can't miss it. Uh, just slip it in there. We're not going to pass an offering uh, bucket at all. But just if you want to, to give, raise your hand. Or there's, there's stuff back there and pens to fill out back there as well. Um, and again, as we close, I would just like us to stretch our hands out. Uh, you don't have to come up here or anything. But let's pray for this family Jesus. and this ministry. Because I can't get out of my mind when you said more people are going to be walking out of wheelchairs. I'm telling you that the Lord has spoken to me and said that there will be a multiplication of that in your ministry, in, your, in the Jeremy Gall Ministries moving forward in the western part of this world. I know it happens all across the world and it happens in the U.S., but more, 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 specifically wheelchairs. I don't know why. So I'm excited to hear more of that comes. So let's just stretch our hands out and pray for them. Father, I just thank you for the Gauls. I thank you for their family. I thank you for Cohen who is here and for Eden leading worship somewhere else. We thank you for Jocelyn. We thank you for Jeremy, Father. I just pray a blessing over that family. And the word you gave to me is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. So, so Father, we speak that over them and over this church. More miracles, more power to be released through them. More people walking who were previously in wheelchairs more sick people healed, more lost saved in the name of Jesus. Father, lead them and guide them as they run that race, as they run in, with abandon, sprinting, running that marathon to you, Father, and all the plans and purposes you have on their life. Father, I just pray a blessing over them that you will just begin to explode their ministry even more, even more, even more. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, church, be blessed. We love you guys. So glad that you guys can make it. And thank you for all those joining online today. Hopefully you were blessed as well. We will see you tonight. Amen. All right, be dismissed. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org where you may sign up to receive our monthly faith communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today. And always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.